Oh, hey guys, this is episode 11 of Take Action Podcast. We survived Thanksgiving. We did survive Winter Storm Ariana. As you guys probably noticed by now that Yuri likes to complain about weather, even though I'm from Belarus when the cold weather is not a nuisance. But yes, we survived and we had a wonderful weekend. It was Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It was also Monty's 40th birthday. So we took a huge action on that. <laughs> Snow is not gonna stop us, so we danced night away. It was phenomenal. How was your week, Monty? Well, as you just mentioned, I turned 40 last week and uh, it was pretty awesome. I mean, to have as many people show up to come to the party on Saturday was pretty humbling to know how many people care about me to get, you know, drive through the six inches of snow and other things like that. It was pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And you're right. We danced our asses off. We drank a lot. We had a great time and everybody got home safe and that's all that matters. Yeah, I had a hard Sunday, so I didn't edit podcast on Sunday. I usually do, but there was no kids in the house. So that's a huge factor so I just <laughs> Well, I was, I actually, believe it or not, wasn't hung over at all. I was fine. I just woke up. I was a little bit tired, but I, I don't know. That must be what happens to 40 year olds. I heard it's the opposite, but I'm going to, I'm one for one right now and waking up no hangovers after a night. So it was pretty fun. Cool. Then I'm definitely looking forward to turn 30 because my fun <laughs> ended when I turn 30, like literally cut off an exact date when you wake up and you feel like death in the morning. In all 20s, I was golden. I could have gone all night wake up work breakfast and feel just fine and now i'm just my old bones well i also was wiser than i was in my 30s i feel like because i had drank three gl big glasses of water before the night started right before the night started before my first beer and i also ate like half a pizza so that might be the remedy anyways the party was epic guys everybody danced we literally danced the night away it was so much fun and my wife literally had to drag me out of there she's like i need to work next morning let's go i'm like okay <laughs> yeah Yura was up on stage he was uh he was 20 year old Yura last week so it was it was great and i think the other thing that was even better about the party and having everybody there was the amount of money we raised towards the grit program and i know some of our listeners had donated uh, we had posted something on social media so thank you from the bottom of my heart to that uh, i'll be presenting a check tomorrow which will be a couple of days after or the, when the podcast releases we'll be donating that but we raised about eleven hundred dollars and i'm going to donate 500 of my own money for in lieu of you know people who have worked with me through the real estate company i'm going to put it in their honor uh, because that's how i'm paying for it and it was uh it was awesome it was it was so cool to see the the people especially my closest friends know how important that that program is and you know we talked about that on episode four with brian so go back and listen to that one but it was it was amazing and awesome I'm really, really super write that check tomorrow and, and uh, deliver it. And I believe not only let you reach your goal, I think you beat your goal by quite a bit. Right? Well, I started out with a goal of 500 because I was just going to match up to 500. And so that would have gave the program a thousand. But we had $1,100 in donations that that came through the Facebook fundraiser. So I'm still only going to match 500. I'm not going to go up to 1100, maybe next year. But it was awesome. It was really, 
cool to see. And you know, we had you know hundred dollar donations and fifty dollar donations. It was incredible. So maybe next year we can shoot for a two, three, four thousand dollar one, but we'll see once we nice, get a little bit closer. Nice. Anyways, last week we had Jan from Jarb Designs on our podcast who has five jobs, two kids and a husband. So we determined it's literally six and a half jobs and Jen was phenomenal in her time management, her passion for all of her jobs. She also designed our wonderful logo and is gonna help us out with our realtor business in a little bit. Jen was our first female on the show. So today we gonna keep our tradition going. Today we have another female on the show. We'll introduce her in, in a second. And we decided to stick with the same theme, keeping it local. It's also holiday, so we probably gonna stick it with keeping it local and turn into food direction a little bit and today we have our very special guest stephanie malone hi stephanie hello thank you gentlemen for allowing me to be here with you today you bet well thanks for coming on it's uh it's pretty fun having back-to-back females i mean we, we've been a pretty male dominated show so far so it's good to get another perspective i'm super pumped because you know obviously the holiday season's coming into play i'm gonna be honest women are typically more into the holiday season than men are so at least in my experience I agree with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> for sure so just excited to have that influence and you know keeping it local is really important so for all of our listeners that are out there not just you know obviously in the green bay area where we live but you know wherever you live it's you know that's the heartbeat of your communities, your souls. It doesn't mean you have to order, you know, something, every single thing, you know, on local because there is, you know, the money factor that comes into play. But if it's just a few dollars difference on something you're buying, try to keep it in the community. And, you know, that goes towards schools. It goes towards just bringing people up and making the community stronger. So I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And that's, you know, why we, you know, stuck with Jen on our designing. It could have been a little bit less expensive, but I think she did a phenomenal job on our logo. And we're excited about for what she brings in the future and she was very not much more so I was urged to use a national chain and I decided to stay local and I'm really glad I did because it was really personable and great experience so but I'm pumped for you Steph I mean you bring a you bring a different energy I barely know you a little bit but you you have that infectious energy and I'm excited to hear what you have to say today well thank you thank you I'm excited and thanks again I wanted to mention that Steph had to move few things around to join us so we're very thankful for that glad to have you in the studio Well, thank you. Thank you. I know Steph for many, many years. We started back at Chives, what I would say about six, seven years ago, and we've been good friends since then. So what could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Stephanie? What was your path on the road to take action? Oh, that's really put me on the spot. I originally went to school for nursing and completed that when I was um, just a young child. But through my education and then beyond education, I worked in the service industry and I found myself wanting to always be there. No matter what I'm doing today or on the forefront of my future will always be in the service industry. It's who I am. What made you switch from the nursing path? Because obviously that's a whole different service Mm -hmm. in and of itself, but it's still helping people. People. What what made you change your path from nursing to you know essentially entrepreneurship? I always I did both for quite some time, and then I had to give give one up to put your full passion into something. And nurses are amazing, and you have to put all of your passion and effort and all of everything you have into that career. And I just chose to switch it into being my own to being my own boss. Yeah, controlling your own destiny. Mm-hmm. That's your DNA. 
And this is kind of, a, I could see a recurrent theme of our podcast. It's all about being happy, taking action towards happiness. So for some people to give up something to get to their true passion, I believe this is truly amazing. Well, I mean, nursing is a pretty secure job industry, I would assume. Yes. Because you, know, you can't find enough of them. A lot of times our medical workers are, are definitely overworked and certainly underappreciated a lot of times. It takes a little bit of bravery to, to step out and, and be able to do that. So what... What it had you, I mean, does. you had to at some point rip the Band-Aid off, I would assume, and, and go for it. Yes, yeah, I was uh, pretty young when I went for it. But in, in our career, if you are good at what you do and you have the passion and drive for it, you can achieve that goal in an easy, easier manner than I think that most people would presume. Sure. So mm-hmm. you started out, what was the... So you started out as a nurse and then you went into the, the service industry. What was your first job in the service industry? I was 16 and I bartended. Um, it's still there. It's a bar up north off of Highway 107. And they have a campground there and you can um, dock your boat to get gas. Okay. Kind of a rowdy biker place. So I started doing that when I was 16 and I just quit doing that a couple of years ago. So even owning my own business, I needed to afford my own, you know, my own life and my own personal bills also. So I worked all day and then bartended all night to supplement my income until I was able to make enough money to pay the bills. Yeah. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So bartending, then what happens after that? Where did you, you know, you went from bartending, nursing to then where did you end up? Like, what did you, what was next for you? Was Jive's? Yeah, I moved here. I had a grandfather that I was real close to that was sick. And I moved to this area um, to kind of help him. And it kind of related to the nursing again. My grandma was a nurse and he wasn't being rotated enough and he was getting bed sores. And she was kind of upset and worried about that. So I flew down here to help her. While doing that, I managed an Irish pub in De Pere. Um, Jameson Pub, and then I worked at Chives also, and I met I met the manager and now owner of there from bartending. Oh, nice! <laughs> Was it Logan or Gr? Logan. Logan. Logan okay, yes. Logan yeah. Higgins. He actually yeah. wants to go on the podcast pretty bad. So yeah, we're, gonna bring, we're gonna bring, we're gonna bring, bring him in one of those. So days. it's not what you know in this world; it's always who you know. And I've been really blessed and lucky to have wonderful supporters, mentors, and I've always worked for really amazing people that are still my friends yeah. today. We may have to change this to the Vickery Village podcast. <laughs> Vickery Village podcast. All the chives, the sport. We're all right there. And as I always laugh, Swamiko is such a little city, so when I see Chives restaurant and, and Spork being advertised historic downtown Suamico. I know it's beautiful, but it always gives me a little giggle because Suamico is so small. Yes. <laughs> well, it's yes. old Suamico. That's, mm-hmm. you know, it was an old fishing village for a long time. So, yeah, I've known Steph for six plus years. We started at Chives and I would say we were a wonderful team. We were kicking ass, taking names. It was so fun to work with staff. We always understood each other. The way things work at Chefs, it's almost like a family. It's not like you're on your own. We all work together. We all help each other out. So I think this is very important. Things like this don't happen often anymore. So it was a great time. And then staff, actually my boss opened up a small coffee shop 
and the bakery across the street. So Stephanie was managing that for almost two years, I would say, the bread bank. Mm -hmm. How was your experience at bread bank? Uh, lovely. I'd gone to Africa with um, Jar and Cindy for the Seven Loaves Project, and that that really is what started the bakery, that nonprofit organization of um, giving giving the local people there the resources and teaching them and building a business for them that was sustainable that we didn't also have to take care of. So also being back home and to make money for such organization and doing good every day is a wonderful sure. thing to go home with. Yeah, for sure. It's so let's talk a little bit about that project. So I think I like the, the part you just mentioned, because I think a lot of times when people talk about charity and giving, it's giving to give and it makes you feel good, but it doesn't really set somebody up for a long term. Yeah, so if you just went and dropped a bunch of bread there, you know, you're not really doing any good, but you guys actually established some systems and a business for them to keep going. How did that work? Like what, I guess, how did yeah, you empower them versus enable them, I guess is a great, mm -hmm. great way to look at it. Uh, you, t you teach them, you teach them, you give them all of the knowledge that you have and they want to soak it up and they want to do that good. Their resources were there at a very inexpensive cost to them. And it was teaching them how to build those wood fire ovens, how to use the mixers and how to make enough bread to serve their whole community Love it. on a daily basis. So that, that is amazing. That's pretty Your special. time is always worth way more than how much money you can put. Yeah put into something so well, time um, and knowledge i mean mm -hmm. that's really big i mean money money's there but it's not necessarily like i just thought was talking to somebody and i think it was actually bill about this and you know i had an epiphany a couple of weeks ago and you know i've been arguing with people lately about keeping up with the joneses and you know i got a wonderful house but i you know i earned it you and do it's beautiful thank you beautiful. and but at the same time i don't know that like the house defines me anymore like that was what i thought i had to do at the time to feel like I was like I was okay mm -hmm. and I don't I don't need that anymore I don't need like the special vehicles or I don't need to, I don't even like buying things that that aren't going to benefit me in the long run you know well, you can't take it with you I right, think there's a realization yeah. in time of getting older and being more responsible and, and realizing what you know what brings you joy yeah and it's you know it's the relationships it's the people it's what you give back that's more fulfilling than hey I got this awesome gift from somebody and whoever gives me a gift I love it I think it's so my party, I didn't want anybody to give me anything. I really didn't because I know how you Belarusians are. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are freaking gift givers to the to the nth degree, and then you feel like you got to reciprocate later on. But it's so important, I think. You know, as you get older, and of course now I'm 40, so of course I'm wise, right? But uh, <laughs> but and I certainly don't have everything figured out. But it is definitely the people in my life, the relationships that I value more now than say a boat or you know a watch or mm -hmm. whatever. I don't care about that stuff it just that's just me you know so um, but I think that's everybody when you break things down it's just everybody feels like oh Instagram and Facebook and oh they have this and they have that and like none of that shit matters I bet you guys probably would raise even more money if Facebook and Instagram were back in the day when you were running seven loaf project because all of this technology was Oh, kind yeah. of just yes, in I would have to ask you, Yuri, for even more help because technology is really not my forte. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yuri's a pretty. He's getting pretty. So good I would at probably yeah. lose lose money because I have to I have to ask my kids for help with things. If the computer system goes down or I can't figure out the printer, the kids have to help me. Yeah, and without sure. them, I would not be able to accomplish anything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice to have a guy like me when yes. you can do all of your technical support for about three bucks an hour, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the employee discount, I would say. Just a couple of cans of bang and Yuri's good to go. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to mention that Seven Loaf was amazing program. So many people donated, including, I believe, Coach McCarthy, Aaron Rogers, a lot of regular people. And you guys were able to build a few of those brick um, brick wooden ovens for bread for many villages, right? That is correct, yes. Wow, that's awesome. And we still have a logo hanging a chive saying, you give a man a loaf of bread and he's for a day, but if you will teach a man on how to build an oven, the whole village will eat lifetime. I think it was a phenomenal logo. Pretty pretty course, sure I yes. heard that somewhere else, but there was a fish involved in fishing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> teach a man to fish. Yeah, yeah. right? But well, I love it. Uh, okay. So after the seven seven bread loaf. Seven loaves project. Seven loaves project. I'm sorry. Uh, Chives is a, a big part of my history. J.R. Schoenfeld um, is, a, is a dear friend of mine. And whenever I don't know how to do something or I need advice, I call him. And I'm pretty lucky that he still answers my phone calls and he lets me harass him quite often vice versa i even lived with them for a period of time uh they're jar and cindy are amazing amazing people um and i've been so supportive and helpful in my life my biggest mentors well i'm sure they believed in you enough to that's why they do they yelled at me enough to (laughs) well you took action on it too yes you know that's something that a lot of people don't do what do they call those people that are that are people that ask for advice and then do absolutely nothing about it assholes so they are oh. assholes. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, because they just ask for advice and then they never do anything. So you know, obviously, if you're gonna if you're gonna use somebody's knowledge and their time, and they give you advice, make sure you use it. You know, don't just go out of your way to make yourself feel better. Like, oh, I tried. I asked somebody. Go take action on it. That's the whole point. All right. So now, where are we at? Uh, after uh, Chives, I was uh, the owners of the building. Jer closed down the Seven Loaves project because he needed to put a baker. He had open more and more restaurants and he needed someone in each of those locations so the building became available and i opened it up as a brunch restaurant and catering company okay. how did it how did it cross your mind did you have an idea you would ever want to open your own restaurant did you think about to stick with the food industry for the rest of your life i would stick with the food industry for the rest of my life and or bar i'll own a bar someday i'm sure the catering business is my true passion i love i have regular guests I see the same people every day. People eat by me every single day that I'm open. And even on the holidays, I'm I'm at work on the holidays. My family all works for me. I'm so blessed I wouldn't be able to make it without them. Right. Because it's very hard to find help that you trust, trust with all your money, and that are going to stand behind your business and love it as much as you do. For sure. And the, the one thing that I've heard, too, is like the restaurant business is probably the hardest one. Yes. Or I'm, one of the hardest ones to start up. So, I mean, obviously bank you have... Will not, I have very good credit. A bank will not give you a loan to open a restaurant. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing is, you know, that's always something that crossed my mind was, you know, I've worked in a bar for a long time and I love people and it was always something I thought about doing, but you had to try to get the funding and things like that. You have to go through private avenues to, to secure loans and, mm-hmm. and you have to have people that are really truly believing in what you're actually going to do. So obviously you do. You have that restaurant now. You have the, you know, the brunch thing. It's awesome and it's pretty incredible because it, it is really hard to break into that industry and do it the right way. Oh, for sure. And you've been running Spork for what I would say about four years now? Yes, this December will be four years. Four mm-hmm. years. Can 
congrats. You got past the three-year mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you have your regular customers. People keep coming back. So you guys doing things right. And it's all that matters. Every time you're pretty active on social media, every time I see your posts with food and your unique creations, I, I start drooling. I try but, not to be as active on social media and my customer base is mad at me. My phone, the work phone or an email or a Facebook messenger will blow up asking what my specials are. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times are in the beginning as a business owner, I'm like, I don't want to be that person that constantly is blasting myself and being a little conceited. But now if I don't do that, people are mad that I'm not telling them what's for lunch. Yeah, you probably need to read Gary Vee's book about crushing it because that's really, he's this more content, more content, more content. And sure, you're going to drive probably a couple of people away, but you're going to bring in way more than you're going to drive away. So I do need to read that book. Yeah, and it's the beauty of, I think, you know, anything when it's content related. And it is hard because it can like, oh, it's so freaking annoying. You know, you see, you just being creative with your posting and your messaging. And, you know, Yuri does a great job of that. People love when he, like, because he, he does all my real estate stuff. And he does a lot of our take action Facebook as well and other platforms, which we're expanding on. But it, I get way more compliments on my real estate social media posts than I do anybody that isn't, that's going to say negative things towards it. And usually if they do, it's usually constructive. But if we lose a follower and gain 10, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big compliment for you. Thank you. I'm actually having fun and pretty passionate about it. So you, Yuri is very good at it. And a little, a little side note for your podcast listeners, Monty, you are such good friends with him, so you already know. But the asshole parking of Green Bay, Yuri should be in charge. <laughs> this is the of. second time this right. has been yeah. brought up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> for sure. Because Yuri is a constant someone, on that one. Yes, yes, he is. He should be in charge of it. He should. He should be. They should make him an admin on there or something. But I think you're. You got to be the number one contributor on that one. I used to be. Are you a top fan? I am a top fan. But to be <laughs> honest with you, I don't go there that much anymore because it drives me nuts that a lot of bad drivers would actually try to get themselves out of a hole or so find explanation of what they did wrong versus just admitting, yes, I'm an asshole, I cannot park or I cannot drive as <laughs> So you mean the owner, the owner of the vehicle will eventually comment, is that what you're saying? Not the owner, but a lot of other people will start backing them up. Yeah, they'll defend the action. Uh, yeah. Defend the action. So a few times it pissed me off. I actually posted somebody's bad parking job and it ending up that people attacking me at the end. So I'm like, ah, no, thank you. That's (laughs) not what it should be. But yes, we talked about it before. Bad drivers drive me nuts. So if you're in Green Bay and you're driving poorly, just think of Yura and potentially being on a website. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get back to Spork. Four years of running Spork successfully. Just for those who doesn't know, Chives Restaurant, we literally right across from streets. So I see you guys running. I see your full patio in the summer. I I wanted to say that you guys are pet friendly in the summer. So this is phenomenal. I see owners bringing their... I worked Dogs. very hard for that permit. Brown County isn't up to date with many of the other counties in the state of Wisconsin. So to get that permit and to be able to allow animals on to just our patio in the summertime was a little bit of work. Some guests do not care to eat alongside of a dog. However, we love it. So the more the more dogs, the better. Yeah, as long as they aren't stealing turnovers, they're probably pretty good, right? <laughs> I don't even... And they eat for free. We feed every dog. Oh, nice. So, 
Yes. Well, uh, shit, I'm going to be a dog and just go to score. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the food must have been good, to be honest with you guys. When Jordan Nelson, a few years ago, when he was injured, I saw him a few times a week getting out of his SUV on the crutches going to Spork <laughs> to get his coffee or his breakfast. Breakfast. He loves the tacos the breakfast tacos the tacos oh, gringos so yeah. uh, him and his family supported my business very well and i'm very thankful for that emily um would bring the kids in and i did some things for the kids school she is a lovely mother and they they are very humble kind mm-hmm. people green bay is sad to to lose that family for sure mm-hmm. yeah they did a lot in the community and for our listeners would you maybe expand your menu a little bit because not everybody know what you do so what do you guys do do you do coffee do you cappuccinos you do breakfast entrees would you expand this a little bit for us of course so a uh, full coffee bar we do a nitro coffee all of our coffee drinks are made the old italian way the way that they should be made with homemade syrups we don't use any pumps or artificial flavors uh, we use all organic fair trade coffee that comes fr- straight from a co-op in Honduras. I'm so very proud of that. All of our breakfast, uh, our menu changes on a daily basis. And I try to put a twist on everything. Every weekend is a different Eggs Benedict or a different sweet special that hopefully you have never seen before. And that we executed several times to make sure that we knew that we were doing it right. No wonder why your listeners or your, your patrons <laughs> yes. need your Facebook <laughs> updates all the time. No wonder why. Like, what is she yeah. making today? Yes, and every time you see pictures are amazing. If you're thinking of a traditional breakfast place, Spork, it's not know. that. It's always something cool, something funky, something made with local ingredients. The dishes are just wonderful to look at. I mm-hmm. check her Facebook out. You guys will be drooling. Trust me. We're a very tiny, quaint place. I can only seat 21 people at a time. I hope that no matter who you are or what you look like or if you're dirty um, from working construction outside of our shop or, or whatever you're doing for the day when you come in that you feel like family, you know all of us and we're all family that work there together and you leave feeling good. And I do believe that you guys recently expanded right you got a little pavilion on the back of spork so you can do private events you get i've seen you guys doing amazing caterings and putting wonderful dishes out there so you guys definitely taking action yes probably sometimes a little too much (laughs) more than we can chew but we're happy to do it and we always want to say yes and and you know serve the best quality ingredients and use as local um farmers and as much locally as we possibly can yeah. How, so let's talk a little bit about that because we keep talking about keeping it local. You're obviously using local ingredients except for your stuff from Honduras. But what is the, I would say, obviously, in that case, you're building not only relationships on the customer side of things, but on the vendor side. How are you going about finding your ingredients and getting your ingredients? Sure. We use two local farmers, the same farmers as Chives Tree Frog Farms and Twin Elms Farms out of Pulaski. We place an order through them. They go and deliver it and put it in our fridge. Uh, they'll often say, Steph, you can use this for something or this is coming up um, you have to have those relationships with with all of your farmers we have dairy farmers um, that we use precisely for a lot of different cheeses our eggs come from the farm so you create a relationship and a family with them where you just write them a check and they, they put it in your fridge for you and you come in in the morning you're like oh this is neat there we that go. they left me and most of the time I didn't even order it so yeah. that's <laughs> 
that's pretty cool. That is awesome. And it's such beneficial relationship because you give business to local farms, local farms give business to you, then the customers get to experience both of pork and the taste of local Green Bay or local Suamica. That's that's all it's all about, guys. Keeping it local, keeping it real, fresh, amazing food. That's what we like to hear. That's why we have you on the podcast. Yeah. So what what are your hours? I'm open in the winter time, seven to two Wednesday through Sunday. In the summertime, we're open every day, seven to two. Um, then we cater in the evening. I gotcha. Do a lot of caterings during the weekends, during the day. But we are such a tiny business that I try to keep those as more of an evening catering, so we can give for just sure. better service. For sure, that's mm-hmm. cool too. And you know, it's not one of those things where you're extending yourself so far where you're at a point where you're burning out. You found your niche, which is pretty cool. And obviously, that restaurant across the road we keep talking about in Chives, they do a pretty good job of handling the the three to they do know, it late crowd. <laughs> yes, every I think everyone in that area really does. And every when you're in our industry, everyone knows each other, and you try to help each other out For and sure. support everyone yeah. as much as you can. That's yeah, a really cool community. And to be honest with you guys, Suamico, Hobart are a little bit smaller, a little outskirts of Green Bay. So finding a little hidden gem like Spork, it's probably a big hit for a lot of locals, for people who live there, because they don't have to drive to DP or they don't have to drive to downtown Green Bay for any of the restaurants. It's right there, right mm-hmm. in Suamico. Yeah, for sure. And that's the same for, for any community out there, whether you're, you know, somebody in Turkey where, you know, we get a tons of listeners, you know, support the locals. Again, it's so important to do that and boost the local economy. They're the ones who are paying the taxes in the area and, you know, sometimes too much, but yeah, it's great. So that's awesome. So what's next, Steph? Right now, I'm just going to keep trucking and and doing the best job I can do every day. Uh, Eventually, my youngest sister will own my business and I'll I'll venture off and I'll do something something different. But um, she's a business builder, guys. She's a business builder. Service. Maybe that bar. What's what's your idea for a bar? Maybe we don't want to give that away, but yeah, just I think just a hole in the wall dive bar, your local community pub. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, how about club sport? I think we <laughs> sport. We're missing the good club and good for the clubs yeah. to come back. In oh the yeah, yeah. He, you, you guys saw him this weekend. He was back in his twenties for sure. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, sometimes it's not about the size of your business. It's about how much of your heart and your soul you put into it. And Stephanie doing wonderful job. She's also very family oriented. I believe half of your family work in the restaurant, not the half family, but yes, all of your sisters. Yes, my significant other just made a joke the other day because I said, what am I do for my kids for Christmas? And he said, won't they all be here for Christmas anyways? And I was like, yes. So all of my employees are always invited to every family event, the parade, when I take the kids to the fair in the summer, all of my kids that work for me do too. So I'm very close with everyone who works for me, whether they're family, gotcha. family or not. And we do all of our activities together. Do you do a food truck? No, I have owned a food truck before. Yeah, huh? That was in that mix there too. I forgot about that, but I do not have a food truck right now. Not at the moment. So <laughs> maybe we will keep it on your secret list because you, you, you never know. A breakfast food truck. How awesome yeah. would that be? I would probably order from that every day. Place is small, but 
but even though I guess you still manage to make it on TV you don't make it on a local TV if your food sucks <laughs> and to be honest with you when I heard that you guys are coming on local Fox 11 was it living with uh, living with Amy show right the ki- I I have to be honest with you both you gentlemen I refuse as the owner to blast my face on TV so I've never done it I have always put my sisters on the news and they hate me for that because they're bashful and they're worried that sure. they're going to say something wrong and I'm like I'm not doing it so this is the first time that I've ever had a conversation uh, for the public that I put my own wow. my, my own name out there but Thank I do you. make the kids do TV quite often and they cringe every time I tell them they're signed up Yuri for that. did say that uh, he did have to twist your arm a little bit so <laughs> and I think because sometimes it could be conceited like I don't ever it's... want to come off of that way or that I created this, this yeah, but business I don't, but I don't get that from you at all I think it's really genuine and it's like a totally awesome I mean you're you're a restaurant service industry person and you're not mm-hmm. boastful you're just proud of what you've put out there and you should be like all Thank the reviews you. and everything are are so incredible so i think you need to step out of your comfort zone a little bit more and put yourself out there a little well, bit thank more. you oh for sure for those who don't know stephanie she's smiling 24 7 she's full of energies she's just such a genuine person so maybe one day we you'll break out out of your comfort zone and well this is I, a start she's <laughs> all, she's worldwide today and she went she didn't go local she went worldwide today yeah and and be locked stuff in probably by not having cameras in the office yeah <laughs> so. I like no do i look fat is this a good angle i would yeah if i would have I would have said no without the cameras. Yeah, well, don't worry. We're <laughs> we're not. We don't have any secret cameras around our office here. Not yet, anyway. I think at some point though, we're planning on expanding and putting some videos out on on YouTube. But we'll we'll wait till you're a little more comfortable to come back on that one. All right, deal. Okay, and it was a wonderful podcast. We talked about spork, about keeping it local, keeping fresh ingredients and unique items, being pet friendly and family oriented. Steph has a huge huge fan base would you tell where our listeners who gonna be going through green bay or be in the area can find you sure we are adjacent to chives so that's always the the first easiest point um to say or behind shoots because who doesn't know where shoots is right um we are 1760 riverside drive in downtown historic swamico so very easy to get to off of the highway if you're not familiar with the area and easy enough to jump back on to get to wherever you're traveling to excellent and do you have any social media yes uh, facebook is most commonly used i think and i try to post those specials every day and you can always reach us via messenger or just so is it at spork on facebook it's Spore Cafe and Catering, yes. Okay, cool. Very cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, Steph, thanks so much for coming on today. You were awesome. First time. Hey, guys, we got her out the first time out of her comfort zone. <laughs> Thank you, zone. gentlemen. Thank All about you. taking action. I love yes. it. Yes, this was a wonderful podcast. I wouldn't even tell that you were uncomfortable. You were just an amazing well, person. Thank Steph, you, Thank you for coming you. over. So, with that being said, we're going to try to secure Steph for one more of our episodes. <laughs> probably yeah, talk about something before she changes her mind. Next time, we'll have video and then we'll be eating some of her food. I think we'll have to 
have her cater something in for us. Deal. That sounds Ooh, yeah, lovely. Yeah, we can make something nice and cool, fun. Can post it on YouTube channel. Yeah. Give you a little bit more business. There we if go. If you're still looking for more business. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, that would <laughs> right. be lovely. No, that's awesome. And, you know, a couple of things we touched on today, I think, you know, obviously it, it ties into a lot of the other podcasts that we've done at this point is we talked about passion. We talked about taking the steps of going after it. You know, she would have never gotten to that point if she didn't realize her strengths and, you know, and, and her people, but also also wanting to do something on her own and start something special not anything against nursing obviously but oh no you know you had I mean we need nurses so more nurses the better but the fact that she stepped out of her comfort zone did what was what she wanted to do even her coming on the podcast today was you know taking action for herself and hopefully she feels a little bit more comfortable behind the mic now and we'll work towards the video later on but uh, I always feel that way too my side profile or whatever but, <laughs> but uh, anyway uh, thanks again Steph uh, Yuri you want to tell everybody where they can find us again yes guys every episode coming out on monday i usually try to put it out there around 1 p.m so it's already nice hot and fresh for your lunch break for you (laughs) on your way home from work or whatever whether you're going to mall shopping or not but you can find us on the facebook it's take action podcast with mindy and your or take action podcast my same name on instagram every episode is on spotify Captivate Player, one of the first links, and it's actually one of my favorite links. The sound is crystal clear. We get all of the analytics. We can see where you guys listening from, so we can keep a track whether we need to put more content or switch few things around. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, so basically any major platform. If you're ready to take some action for your life, scratch few things off of your to-do list or go take down a new project or try something, then this podcast is for you. And feel free to email us, Facebook message us. If you need advice or you need some inspiration to go and do it, uh, we might not be experts in a certain field, but we will definitely do our best to give the best advice we can and inspire you. But stay in, stay in contact. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll be back next week. Boom.